Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. How are you this fine uh, Wednesday morning hump day? Excellent. We've got the best weather in the world. I know. I know. It's just a little warm this morning. I don't want it to get warm too fast. You know, I don't want 65 one day and 113 the next. But this is beautiful and had a lot of rain. We needed that really bad. Today would have been a special day. Yes, my mother would have been 101 today. But she did make it to 100. So that's good. You know, when my parents, who were in their 80s, passed, it seemed like to me that uh, the first few months and, and maybe even years, my remembrance of them was when they were in their 70s and 80s. But then as time wore on, I reflected on our relationship when they were in their uh, earlier years and how different the memories are uh, of our relationship early years to the uh, elderly years. Uh, Did you have anything like that happen? No, I'm not sure I understand what you mean. Give me an example. Well, as an example, I remembered Dad as being hurting and sitting in the backyard with a pained expression on his face and the last months uh, tormenting over the fact that he did have to suffer. suffer. And I, uh, uh, for a long time, you know, that that was the image of him sitting there in that uh, swing in the backyard with pain all over his face and and then as time progressed, those memories fade and the, the memories of fishing whenever he was a young man and farming and, and uh, him being corner and running around with him and uh, a broader and wider perspective of my relationship and of me missing him. Wow, that's deep. <laughs> uh I I don't I am deep. Yes, I know. You're very yes. I I'm not sure I still quite understand what you're saying, but I I will say that um my relationship I guess maybe was the opposite. My parents were um uh, well my dad didn't go through anything, you know. He was never ill, you know. Uh every once in a while a kidney stone. Uh and that was from drinking iced tea morning, noon, and night. Um, but uh, he was very healthy, and my mom was too as a younger. Um, although when she had me, um, she had to have a complete hysterectomy at a very young age, so that was kind of trying on her health for a while. But, um, yeah, as they got older, my dad had a broken back, and, and he went through some pain with that. And then my mom just lived so long that her body just could not uh, keep up with her and her with her mind. So um, I have good memories of both. They were, yeah, I guess I do understand. My relationship with my mom and dad were one way when we were younger and was another as we got got older. Mm-hmm. I know in the last few weeks, you have mentioned your mother more than you did all the early part of our marriage. 
Oh, I think about her all the time now. I mean, uh, she just pops into my mind um, when I was trying to uh, f- uh, fix it so that I could get my second uh, pandemic shot, my COVID shot. Um, after I finally just gave up and I got yours, it was like, I need to call mom. And um, I did think about this yesterday that I talked to my mother every day for, I'm 78 years old, I talked to her every day for 77 of those years. I meant I talked to her every day when I was home, and when I left home, it was made clear to me that I check in with her every day. And if I did miss a day, I heard about it the next day. Yes. And no matter what, she wouldn't call me. So, um, yes. And, uh, you know, I had a fantastic relationship with my dad, but he passed under different circumstances. And also, my dad didn't say very much. So um, I didn't, uh, even when I called mom, uh, he would just sit and listen to our conversation and wouldn't say anything unless I spoke to him. You know, he was just like that. But um, yeah, I thought, but I think of her often. I know Sammy said here the day, so you don't think about mom very much. And I went, are you kidding? I think of her all the time, especially when I want to tell her some news. Or, uh, and I thought yesterday, when I want to have a pity party, my mom and I had great pity parties together. Um, later, all our life, whenever she felt down or something, she would call. And the funny part about it, she would call laughing and say, I'm having a pity party. You want to come and join me? And um, it wasn't a crying you know, mopey, morbid thing, our pity parties would be full of making fun of each other and how our moods were just driving us crazy and how we just were having troubles in some areas. And it always ended up that the whole conversation was laughing and maybe crying because we had laughed so hard. And, um, yeah. I every once in a while I would like to be able to call my mom and say, "Hey, are you up for a pity party?" And I would hear her say, "Yep, let's have one," and we would have a pity party. The calls every day was it mandatory or voluntary? Oh, there isn't anything voluntary about my mother's calls. I mean, they're legendary. You can ask anyone in our family, and I mean, yeah, I mean. I guess I was the only one that was required to call every day. But, oh, yeah, yeah, she uh, didn't hum a on around about it. And uh, she she would let you know she had a sharp little tongue on her. So, yeah. Betty Payne was a unique woman. She was uh, memorable. Uh, I picked up Augie from school uh, a couple of days ago, all masked and gloved and and uh, had shields and everything between us, and and we were riding along from his school to his home, and just out of the clear blue, he said, uh, Grandpa, where's that woman? And I said, what woman? And he said, that woman that died. 
And I said, I thought he was talking about some show or something on the telephone that he had pulled up on YouTube or what. It kind of scared me. And he said, Mama. And uh, I said, oh, yeah, she died. And he said, where did she go when she died? And I said, she went to heaven. And he said, why? And I said, that's where we go whenever we die. And he went right back to whatever he was doing. But Mama stayed with us for a period of time, and Augie was very young whenever she was here. But she made a lasting, uh, very important impression upon Augie. Oh, yes. Um, It is funny how he would say that even after she had passed last year. Uh, Every once in a while, uh, especially there for a little while when he'd come over, he'd run to the back bedroom and he'd say, where's Mama? I said, oh, you know, she went back to Illinois. And he went, oh, okay. And then I remember one time Jack found some pretzels and they're called the little cheese stuff, tiny miniature pretzels. And they were one of my mother's favorite things to have when she would fly here and fly back. And she had left some one time. And Jack found them and he said, oh, these were Mama's favorite uh, candy to eat. And I would say, yeah. So it's amazing how much they do remember. And I'm really shocked that um, Augie brought her up again. Because there hasn't been, you know, a mention of Mama that I know of very much. So, yeah, that was... Nothing wrong with his little mind, let me tell you. <laughs> no, his mantra is, no matter how difficult learning is for Augie, it does not deduct how brilliant he truly is. And that was a saying that we got from a CBS Sunday morning from the Fonz. Mm-hmm. Remember, the Fonz had learning difficulties, and he wanted to pass on to everybody that uh, Henry Winkler, that... Uh, he, too, had a learning problem, but he went on to become very, very successful. So if you had your mom on the phone today, what would you tell her? Oh, I'd, uh, yeah, well, uh, first thing, I'd, I would have a pity party because <laughs> I'm in need of a pity party, and I have no pity party partners that understands what a real pity party is. So Maybe we could start a political party, a yeah. pity party political party. <laughs> yeah, well, I could say about it. Yeah, they could use a pity party. Um, so I, I would have that first, and then I would tell her about um, oh, people that's having COVID. I, I would tell her about her uh, great-grandson's um, forthcoming um, marriage. We would talk about that. And um, yeah, you got to identify. Oh, Matthew, Matthew Payne Robertson is getting married uh, in October sometime. Not quite sure on a date. And Olivia, yeah. And um, so that would be a topic of conversation. Um, there would also be, you know, checking each grandchild, and um, and also about the the COVID shots, you know. But um, that that would have been back a few years. The last two years, um, or the last year, really, calling her um, was wasn't wasn't the best. She was in a lot of pain. She was um, she was tired. She was tired of fighting uh, every day. And uh, so it wasn't as 
good. We didn't talk as long, uh, but it was uh, wonderful to have her as long as I did. That's what I was meaning whenever I said uh, we remember shortly after they die for a period of time. Those last years, because they're fresh, they're memorable, uh, they're hurting. Uh, and then as time progressed, uh, my memories spread out to where I am just so totally amazed at the quality of my parents and the job they did with eight children uh, and in, in a uh, sometimes trying situation. But my parents never complained, and I don't think your parents did either. Um, my dad never did. Uh, my mom really didn't complain. She would just, she had horrible migraine headaches when she was young. I mean, to the point they made her sick, uh, put her to bed. She had to go to the hospital and get shots. And then one day they just stopped. Um, so, but she, she never complained. The only time she complained was close to the end of and it was just because her mind, I think, was just tired of fighting it. Because, um, you know, they, my mom and dad held their feelings uh, very tightly inside of them. They did not discuss their true feelings very much. You know, I think I was blessed the winter that she stayed with us. And I was working on Jack's book, which was nothing more than a psychological journal that I just sat and typed down thoughts and feelings and everything. And she was sitting in the chair next to me, and you were gone. I think you were doing something with Samantha, and we were here all day long. And and uh, so she said, do you have anything in your journal about me? And I said, tell me. And, boy, she did. And uh, she said, uh, what do you want me to tell you, the truth or what I feel? And I said, I'll tell you what Jonathan told me. Tell me like nobody will ever read it. And let me tell you, she talked about feelings for her marriage, feelings for her husband, feelings for her mom and dad, feelings for her mother-in-law, and uh, really, really spread forth some uh, real personal things. But the one thing I remember, she asked me, she said, uh, she said, you read the Bible, said, you believe, said, well, we know each other in heaven. She said, well, I know people who has gone on to heaven. And I said, Betty, there's a big section in the public library called the Mysteries of God. And I said, so many questions like that are listed under the Mysteries of God. And I said, the only thing I can think of was when Lazarus, not the risen Lazarus, but the poverty-stricken hobo Lazarus who was sitting at the gates and begging, the beggar Lazarus, Whenever he died and went to heaven, he was in Abraham's bosom, but the rich man died and went to hell. And the rich man was hollering out to Lazarus and Abraham to go tell his brothers how horrible hell is. And uh, so there was communications there after death. And uh, I said, but I don't know. But she was a great believer, and there is no question she's in the bosom of Abraham. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, she is. So anything else on the morning show you liked? I know that swimmer, Jessica Long, uh, that was a story. Russian baby adopted. Yeah, um, some people amaze me by 
their um their love and their uh, gosh i don't even know what you call it their ability to like that couple want a child so bad and adopt one and then find out once you adopt it you're going to have to have her legs amputated and then she becomes a world renowned swimmer and she was beautiful mm-hmm. oh she was beautiful and um you know god just places some very extraordinary people around us that other people just n- never know about what they do so good and um i'm not sure i could be that good you know well you are yeah you could edit that part out <laughs> <laughs> you took me and raised me yeah i know but uh, you know as i get older <laughs> I begin to think maybe it wasn't a good choice. No, not really. Just teasing him. You know what Jean May says about oh, that? Yes, Jean, Jean May says these uh, these off the cuff remarks. There has to be some truth deep down, or it wouldn't even have come to your mind. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, Jim and Dave and Fred and Charlie and all the guys that she passed up to. Uh, spend her life on the golden road of glory with me. Uh, Jessica Long will be a commercial on the Super Bowl. And she's the swimmer who uh, lost both legs and uh, is uh, uh, Olympi- o- Olympian competitor. And uh, so that'll be a good one to watch for. What's your prediction on the Super Bowl? Oh, gosh. Well, I want my little uh, number 15 uh, Mahomes to do it, I guess. But I'm really, um, I'm not, I know this is going to get me in a lot of trouble. I'm not a Brady fan. I don't know why. I'm, I just never have been. I don't know why. Um, but I'm okay either way it goes because if Mahomes won it last year, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, He's been there, done that, so that's okay if something goes crazy and he loses it. But uh, I sure would like to see him win it. I think Brady's won it about uh, 67 times. Oh, go home. (laughs) That's what I say. Go home, you know. Play with your kids and your wife. Go home. (laughs) I think he's 45 and near close to it, but he's still saying that he uh, may continue on playing. He's going to play maybe until he's 45. Yeah. Okay, I want specific predictions on the ball game. I'm going to give you mine, and then I want you to give me yours. Okay. They're going to to kick off, and Mahomes is going to be ahead at halftime. And then Brady, at the end of three quarters... We'll take the lead, mm-hmm. and it'll be a shootout in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and it'll be one of those last-second passes that's uh, that's caught by uh, Gronkowski or Chelsea, or is it Kelsey? Kelsey. Kelsey yeah. for Kansas City and Gronkowski for yeah. Tom Brady's uh, pass. So I predict that uh, and at the last second, Patrick will went out with a squeaker. Yeah, he's awful good at that. He's awful good at that. Um, yeah, I just like his mannerisms. I don't know what it is about him. I just like. But I'm rooting for him. 
I would like, before we quit, to salute Jeff Bezos, because he has provided you and me with the quality of life here in uh, Arizona like none other with his Amazon delivery service. <laughs> yes, yes. Amazon is great. You know, I, I'm getting the feeling that a lot of people who used to go and shop, and someone said that there's a couple of large department stores that's thinking about just going online now, that they're not going to have their stores in the mall. They're just going to do everything online. And I thought, I like doing some things online, but I like to go into a department store and shop for something, and I like touching it, feeling it, putting it on there. If it works, fine. If it doesn't, leave it there. Um, sending stuff back, I hate. That's the reason I don't like to order clothes and stuff, because you never know. Um, but there's something about, I think especially for a lady, and then maybe men who just like to shop, uh, the whole experience of going to a mall has been with us so long that it's kind of like an event. A group of ladies get together, you and your daughters and sons go shopping to the mall, you go out and you have dinner at the food court, you uh, sit and visit. It's just, it's almost like a, a social event. And uh, we already don't know the guy that lives next door to us. And if we continue to do everything online, uh, we're not going to know anyone. We are two kids who were raised on the Sears and Roebuck catalog. You remember that? Where we'd actually get the catalog and flip through it, and you would find uh, even a warm morning stove or uh, uh, some kind of appliance or some kind of farm equipment, just whatever you needed, Sears and Roebuck. And then you sent off by mail, and probably a month later, you would get something uh, back but uh, we were born on that, and now uh, we can pick up our computer. I can order 36 cans of 6-ounce pork and beans, and I can have them delivered next morning. Or sooner. Sometimes I've gotten things the same day that night. That's because we live in Phoenix, and there is a big distributor here for Amazon. But, uh, yes, but when I was young, I remember getting the Sears Christmas catalog. And sometimes when I was little for fun, uh, I would take a pencil and I would say to myself that I was allowed to pick one thing off of each page. And that is what I could have. Now, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't what I want to say, a glutton. I wasn't, uh, you know, wanting more than one thing. I thought that was one thing. Now, this is in your mind or... Oh, no, 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 no. I did it. You could, Remember you the little toy? You, no. You'd always get it like a Sears Christmas catalog. Yeah. And it's where all the toys were. Mm. Yeah. Because they had more toys in the catalog than they did at the store. They didn't have very many there. And uh, you didn't order them. You just looked at them, and then you went to the store and purchased them. And I, when I was looking at things, and I'd see four or five things 
on a page that I like to have, I'd say, now, Evelyn, you can only have one. So I would just circle them. And I found that last year I did that with uh, Cormac and uh, Augie and uh, Jack. Uh, I forgot who. Target came out with a toy catalog, a little one. And I set them down and I gave them each a color marker. And I told them to circle one thing on each page if they wanted to, but just one thing on a page. They didn't have to mark something, but if they found something with their color crayon. And it was funny because I ended up ordering one thing for each one of them that they had marked in the book. And they remembered marking it because when they opened it up, they all said, this is what I circled in the toy book that Nana had. So it was kind of neat. One mention about uh, Stephen Joe, who's uh, battling the COVID uh, with enlarged spleen and, 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 and liver. Uh, he's got his appointment next week on Tuesday uh, with a specialist, and uh, we're praying about that very sincerely and deeply. But he did uh, allow his hair to grow back. He shaved his head bald and has been bald for a number of years. He let his hair grow back. What do you think? I loved it. I loved it. It framed his face and made him look so young. The first time I saw him when he sent out a Snapchat or something, uh, I saw it and I had to look twice to be sure that it was Joey because this guy looks so young. And um, then he cut it. <laughs> I'm not saying he looks old. I'm just saying he just looks so fresh and young in it. So I really liked it. And I was surprised he had that much hair. I think uh, deep down that uh, b before he shaved it the last time, that it was looking too much like my head. And, uh, <laughs> yes, but your hair is gray. And his kind of come in salt and peppered. I thought it was kind of handsome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe we can start a campaign to uh, have a pity party for crew cuts. <laughs> How's that? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Hey, any word on the COVID? Well, um, yeah, a little sad note. And I need to call her to find out. You know, just how bad it is, and I'm hoping it's not bad at all, uh, is Deb. Yeah, Deb Glasscock, uh, Joey's mother. Um, she just tested positive for it, and um, um, I worry about her. I don't, you know, don't want her to be sick or anything. She doesn't need that. So uh, I am praying very much for her. And there's a lot of people that have it now. Um, uh, her sister has been exposed to it then. So I'm, we're waiting to see what her results come back. And uh, um, Vonda, who is her sister, her husband, Steve, has got it. So it just seems like it's kind of creeping in closer to our little family here in Phoenix. And... Um, don't want it to get any closer. Don't want it to get to the kids. The kids scare me about getting it. 
I guess almost more than anything, because uh, we think that Augie had a little of that special inflammatory thing that little kids were getting, and um, we just don't need any of that. Yeah, and the problem with that is, uh, the problem with this uh, virus is it has, uh, in many cases, long-lasting effects that uh, crop up later on very seriously. And uh, so you never know. It's an unknown killer, an unknown crippler. And uh, so we have our appointment next week, and uh, I'm well situated (laughs) to get my shot, but they left you off the list. Oh, yeah. Oh, computer glitch Evelyn here. Uh, Yes, they they have no record of me having a shot. I don't even exist. (laughs) I mean... You know, um, so um, everyone pray for me because I'm going with Joe when he gets his shot, and I'm just going to uh, threaten, <laughs> beg uh, to get my shot uh, because that's what everyone's told me. There's nothing they can do, and I can't get another shot until everyone's had their second shot and they don't recognize my first shot. So I did end up maybe just getting a shot every month. <laughs> I don't know. But um, so I'm going to go. I have all my references. I have all the papers that they sent me where uh, I had an appointment. I also got my card where I got the shot. So I'm really thinking positively that I won't have any problem, but uh, uh I will let our wide, vast audience know uh, a day before I go for some prayers that they will just let me, like, slide right on through. We'll muscle our way in. Yes. A bunch of 80-year-old people muscling our way. (laughs) Sounds a little scary. (laughs) Hey, have yourself a good day. We wish Betty a happy heavenly birthday today. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Okie dokie. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Love you, darling. Love you, hon.